0: I met with Jennifer Pryor, the mother of Nyasia Pryor Yard. Nyasia was a beautiful 17-year-old honors student from Brooklyn who was killed by a stray bullet in 2009 while out with her friends at a dance party. Jennifer and Nyasia's story motivated me to introduce my first anti-gun trafficking bill that year to help rid the streets of illegal guns behind so many of the crimes committed in New York and across the country. At the time, gun trafficking was not a federal crime. Instead, law enforcement officials had to rely on a patchwork of weak, easily exploitable statutes to prosecute offenders. This made enforcement very difficult and it allowed traffickers to operate even in broad daylight in our parks, near our schools or outside our homes without fear of serious consequences. New York has some of the strictest gun laws in the country but efforts to prevent gun violence have been deeply undercut by years of firearms trafficking up the fire- iron pipeline, which connects New York to states along Interstate 95 corridor that have much weaker gun laws. About 80% of guns connected to crime and recovered by law enforcement in New York come from out of state. In Niasia's memory, we wrote a bill to finally make gun trafficking a federal crime named the Hadia Pendleton and the Prior Yard Gun Trafficking and Crime Prevention Act. It was named after both Niasia and another high school, school student, Nye, um, Hadiyah, who was killed by gunfire in Chicago. After more than a decade of sustained uh, advocacy, the core of my bill was included in the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, or BISCA, which President Biden signed into law in last June. Yesterday, I released an original report, Trafficking excuse me, original report tracking the progress made on the anti-gun trafficking and mental health provisions passed in that law. The report can be found on my website at gillibrand.senate.gov. Since its passage, BISCA's gun trafficking statute has been used to prosecute more than 200 defendants across at least 20 states. In total, law enforcement agents have seized over 1,300 guns across the country during these trafficking investigations, including over 120 in New York State. At least 190 of them were AR-15s or AR-style weapons, the same type of firearm used to commit some of America's deadliest mass shootings. Authorities have also seized at least 151 ghost guns and at least 176 confirmed or suspected machine guns, machine gun conversion devices, dangerous weapons that allow criminals to bypass firearm regulations. I wanna share some stories that illustrate how law enforcement is using this law successfully. In Brooklyn, four gun traffickers were arrested after selling at least 50 firearms to an undercover NYPD officer who was posing as a drug dealer. The sales occurred sometimes in broad daylight, either at a park or at a housing complex, located across the street from a church and just blocks away from grade school and preschool. Some of the guns sold were made from ghost gun kits, and others had to face serial numbers. One gun was linked to a 2021 shooting at a family celebration in Bedford-Stuyvesant. Another was linked to 2021 shooting in Canarsie and the four co-conspirators became some of the earliest defendants charged under the new law. In another instance, in our own backyard, authorities in New York City arrested a group of alleged traffickers from Columbus, Ohio and recovered 13 AR-style guns. 11 of the guns were AR-style assault rifles and the remaining two were AR-style semi-automatic pistols and AR-style semi-automatic shotgun. Officers, the officers seized a total of 51 firearms that the defendants had transported to the Bronx for sale. One bust in New Jersey <clears throat> involved members of the Latin King's street gang and resulted in 28 ghost guns being seized by law enforcement, as well as two 3D printers that were actively manufacturing firearms while the search warrant was being executed. In another case in Florida, law enforcement recovered at least 80 air-style weapons from a defendant who allegedly believed the guns were being smuggled into Mexico to help arm drug cartels. These are extraordinary results for a law that's only been in use for less than a year and a half. And I'm eager to see the enormous impact I know it will have on the years ahead. I'm also grateful that Bisco awarded over $750 million to in funding for mental health and behavioral health services and programming including nearly $100 million for New York and New York-based organizations. Thanks to this funding, an estimated 14,000 new mental health professionals will be hired in schools across the country, including 395 in New York State. The importance of these professionals cannot be overstated. Critically, every region of the New York State received a piece of this mental health funding. Capital Region received $11.1 million. Central New York, 1 million, Finger Lakes, 2.2 million, Hudson Valley, 5 million, Long Island, 1.4 million, North Country, quarter of a million, Southern Tier, 1.8 million, Western New York, 2.9 million, and New York City, $69 million. This is a giant step forward in the fight to end gun violence. And this new statute will be critical in helping to get more of these guns off our streets. The Bipartisan Safer Communities Act is proof that Democrats are hard at work to keep our streets safe. And when Congress works together, we can really make a difference in our communities. While there's much more we need to do to keep firearms out of the hands of dangerous criminals, I'm proud of the progress that we've made and will not stop fighting for safer futures. Thank you. Happy to answer questions. What are your thoughts on Josh uh, Essen announcing his candidacy for a U.S. Senate seat? Um, I just don't know much about him. Uh, So you don't know that much uh, about the, about his platform or his history? Not much. Okay. Thank you. Uh, My question uh, with the White House, just uh, stating yesterday that uh, funding for Ukraine is set to run out by the end of the year and President Zelensky to address senators today. uh, Do you think that Congress will find a consensus with foreign aid before the current funding runs out? Yes, I do. I think we will find common ground. We're negotiating Ukraine aid, Israel aid, um, humanitarian aid, and immigration reform. And the house does not want to have um, funding bills go forward unless there's an immigration reform provision. So I've offered some very thoughtful bipartisan ideas to add to that negotiation and hopefully hopefully, Um, they will reach a bipartisan common sense compromise. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?